In Titus 2, older women are commanded to teach what is good so they can help younger women love their husbands and children. On today's show, you'll hear from older women who will share timeless, relevant biblical wisdom and personal, profound life experiences to help answer your questions and teach what God says is good so you can be the wife and mother you were created to be. Welcome to another episode of Older Women Likewise. Hello, viewers, and a warm welcome to you on this, our third conversation about aging and death and doing doing so gracefully. And what thorough conversations we have already had these two weeks. If you hadn't had a chance to um, catch those first two programs, so, so thorough. The first week, Isla and uh, Minnie Herpins gathered together and really got into the scriptures and talked about it, aging and death from God's perspective. Great, great program. I loved watching that, was very, very thrilled to see how thoroughly and beautifully you ladies covered that. And then last week, another uh, Kathleen Tree came on, communications professor from Florida College, and that was a tearjerker, lump in my throat, but, and she really just touched our hearts. And it was just so, so thorough when it got into some aspects of the aging process physically. It was very helpful and such. But tonight, we have two more very special guests, Colleen and Dana. Colleen, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. Doing yeah. Well. Busy, but uh, how are you? How's everybody doing? <laughs> great. Dana, how about you? I'm great. Doing good. Yeah. Doing good. We're freezing here and the bottom's about to drop out, but we're good. Yeah. <laughs> you are all lit up in the back. I've been doing oh, a yeah. ton of, an answer to your question, Colleen, I've been doing a ton of unpacking. These last two weeks, we are moving into our home in Wesley Chapel, and we are down to ironing curtains. So I feel like that's a good sign. A lot of stuff is where it belongs. And I'm so looking forward to transitioning back to um, just kind of a slower pace and time to get back into my regular routines. So that's what's going on in my world. What's going on with you, Isla? Oh, just... uh Keeping on, keeping on. It's uh, been really rainy here today, of course, but uh, other than that, we're I'm gathering up and getting ready to do my holiday baking next week. We're going to see oh. the kids, Georgia. So. Oh. All right. Well, what's on? Are there certain things that you bake that are especially anticipated? Um, I always make Christmas mice. I'll have to show you some of those oh. sometimes. <laughs> I make. Um, Christmas mice and um, fruit bars. My mother used to make Christmas fruit bars. They're like a real cakey fruit cake. And uh, my grandmother's crunch cake. I always make that. And um, my aunt's Neiman Marcus cookies. Um, that sounds fancy. Much my family. <laughs> thing. So, you know, so right. we're looking forward to, I'm going to do that next week. And we're heading up to be with the kids. So. All right. Beautiful. 
All right, ladies. Well, um, tonight I'd love to start with hearing your ideas as we talk about the aging process and trying to do what we can to ease the aging process. Last week, um, in the first two weeks, they really covered spiritually and physically. So we, I wanted to hear you guys' ideas on easing the aging process. First, let's talk about mentally, and then let's talk about socially. So Dana, would you start us off? What are your ideas around what we can do to prepare for aging when it comes to our mental aspects of our being? You know, that that is something that I think is a, at least for myself, was a process and I might still be going through it. Okay. Um, you know, that is something that, that I talk to myself a lot. I tell myself a lot of stories in my head. Sometimes they're true. Sometimes they're not so true. I hope they're positive stories. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're not. But I think I think that's something that we have to. Um, I I spend a lot of time in prayer on that. And and I don't I don't know that I have as much trouble as I did when I turned fifty. Oh, I was like, the world had ended because oh, really? of the century. Um, <laughs> and then when I turned 60, then then it really did end, I thought. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, but as time has gone on, you know, in your head, you still feel young. And I had to spend a lot of time in prayer with, with God about that and being okay with it. Um, I had when I turned 42, I was diagnosed with what is now called eosinophilic asthma. We didn't know that's what it was at the time. So I have had this chronic, severe chronic asthma since mm -hmm. I was 42. So that's been mm -hmm. 25 years now. Mm -hmm. And that probably has been one of the most difficult things for me because it mm -hmm. has so limited um what I have been able to do physically and as ironically as medicine has improved the drugs have improved I now have a much better grasp of it and I'm in better health with my asthma than I was in my 40s and 50s mm. so, but that has been a big process because I went from blowing and going and doing and healthy and strong to bed fast sometimes for two and three months at a time mm -hmm. and in and out of the hospital. And that was very, very, um, very difficult. And it was difficult dealing with it for myself. It was difficult for my kids dealing with that. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so I go back to lots of prayer and, and, and just, seeking help on how I get through this, um, how I move past that. And, and of course, aging just brings more and more health problems. And um, I loved the, was it the five M's that Kathleen talked about? Mm -hmm. last week? And I thought, oh, I can so relate to those mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the, the complexity of all the different aspects of your, your, aging process um, yeah you know and so so I think preparing myself mentally 
talking to myself and talking a lot to God. Mm. Colleen, what are your thoughts on this? Mentally dealing, what can you do to age the easing pro uh, ease the aging process when it comes to your mind? Well, the fundamental question for all of us is how am I going to serve the Lord until the day I die? What am I going to have for him? Being a Christian, uh, the, the Christian life requires resources and going and doing and having energy. So I'm loath to give any of that up. So I'm not planning to deteriorate. I'm going to do the best I can to hold on to what I have. Mm -hmm. uh, listen to this from a couple of people. Uh, Romans 16, 1 through 3. Uh, this is Paul, uh, probably Paul. Yes, Paul speaking here. He says, I commend to you, Phoebe, our sister, who was a servant of the church in Centria, that you may receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints and assist her in whatever business she has need of you. For indeed, she has been a helper of many and of myself also. And then Romans 16, 3 through 5, greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their own necks for my life to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. These people are working hard. They're not lying around waiting for somebody to come and give them a sponge bath. So I, I, want, I want them to be my role model. And it, I know that things happen and it just may be that someone has to take care of you, but I wanna do the best I can, make sure mm -hmm. that no one has to take care of me, but I'm out there doing the good work. Jesus said uh, that in, uh, John 4, when he was talking the, the incident of the women, woman at the well, he told his apostles, my, my uh, food is to do the will of him who sent me. My food mm -hmm. is the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. That's John 4, 34. So we need to always be looking about at, be doing this so we can be a, a faithful servant and productive. Yeah. Yes. And I think about maybe putting together you guys' ideas I often, as I look at people at different um, levels of infirmity, what would I do to stay productive if I ended up in a wheelchair? What would I do? And because I know this woman, Martha Cox, uh, she just passed away this year from MS, I believe. This woman was a dynamo from her wheelchair on the phone constantly, right? So there's kind of, I think it's very helpful mentally to run through as you look at how all kinds of people are aging. Some are blessed with more health than others. What would I do in this scenario? And just make a plan of uh, what you could do to be productive if you lost this faculty or that, you know, this ability or that. Because um, we never know what's going to hit us, but everyone can be productive in some way. Everyone. There's there's so much information out there that, that so many experts say that really most of the things that plague us up to about age 80 really could be prevented. So many mm -hmm. of the things could have been prevented. It's it's just that you know you're losing muscle and bone. Well, you actually start losing muscle and bone when you're 30. Mm. Just accelerates as you're getting older. But there are things you can do to hold on to muscle and bone. Mm -hmm. You can lift weights. You can do other things to hold on to your bone. If, mm -hmm. But if you read this stuff, just read it. And then don't mm -hmm. blow off what people are saying. Really think about it and, and actually don't do it. And actually do it. And don't uh, have to learn the hard way. 
just say, mm. okay, well, I see what they're saying. I need to, I need to forestall this stuff. And, and I'm here to tell you, it really does work. I mean, at some point, I guess you will die, but there's no need to plan for deteriorating. Yeah. What you're saying to me really goes along with Ecclesiastes 9, 9 through 10. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might, right? Yeah. Really, really go for it to the ability that you are physically physically able to the glory of God. Um, what about socially? Because you guys, a lot of um, people, as they age, they tend to socialize less. Isla, what are your thoughts? I, I had worked on a mentally one. Oh, go for it. <laughs> go for it. Do it. So much we ours is an aging congregation and i have found so much people so many people have not prepared their mind to be served uh, i'm hearing an echo cindy and i don't know if we've got our volumes turned up if y'all yeah let's everybody volume. click your volumes down just kind of click it down just a little bit and so we don't echo back again we'll all right that. let's try that but I think we have to prepare our minds to be served. You know, in Acts 20 and 35, uh, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Uh, but so oftentimes people that will not allow anyone else to give to them, to mm. do for them, they, as one person said, I was reading on Facebook, some, an article that, um, uh, you know, you're stealing me, you're robbing me of my blessings because you won't, help mm. but it takes yeah. a we are our mindset is I can do it myself I'll take care of things I'll struggle along but as we get older we have to prepare ourselves to be served and to appreciate those who are serving us even if we don't need the service they're giving us a gift I mean after mm -hmm. all if they handed us a gift would we say I don't want that you know we yeah. would say thank you so um I, I just think to me that's a mental thing and it gives you peace of mind instead of constantly being pushing against someone who's trying to do something nice to assist you or to help you out in some way i think I love, are these people are they really suffering or is it are they right i mean are they do they really not need help in a sense, they can do it themselves, but in another sense, they are rebuffing those younger people who are trying to be helpful. Uh, that's the way I look at it. There was a lady who said to me, this guy, you know, at the bank or whatever, he always rushes up. Let me open the door for you. I can open the door for myself. And I said, well, that's true. But he's giving you a gift and think how it makes him feel good. He's helped you. You know, when you don't, you know, you don't need the help, but, you know, you, you accept the gift graciously. Um, and there are times that we need the help. And when we, if we get to a point where we need the help, but refuse, and I've seen people who really mm -hmm. need it and refuse it and their health and their life suffers because of it. And in a, and, and in the greater, I mean, the social, the mentally and the physically all ties together it does affect our service to the Lord because we are so busy doing the little physical task that somebody wants to help us with that we aren't able to minister to them spiritually. I, I, we just miss an opportunity. But I think we have to accept the aging that our bodies are 
little by little. We fight against it, but we have to accept it. Uh, I just, I read something that this is God's way of weaning us off of this world. And I thought that's so, <laughs> so true, you know, that, that uh, as we age, uh, to me, it's God helping us to be ready to move on. So, but I think, it, it, I think Colleen, that to your point, I, it, you can't give up and just sit with exactly. your hands. But, mm -hmm. you know, you, if you don't accept some help, you can really injure yourself. I've seen people fall because they won't take a hand, somebody's hand. What? Well, you know, when, when I think about some of the, the lengthy time periods I have spent literally in bed, getting up and going to the restroom was a an extreme effort and you're on oxygen and et cetera, et cetera. That doesn't mean that you cease working for the Lord. It's right. just you work in a different way. Yes. I get a lot of writing done in the week. Yes, yes, yes. And and I mean it's yes. just I I get a lot more writing done in the wintertime mm -hmm. because that's yeah that's where I'm gonna be. Yeah. I am right. glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, write your memoirs if you have time. If you're bedridden, write your memoirs in such a way that teaches important lessons of how you overcame through the strength that God supplies. There's something you can do. Absolutely. If you end up in a wheelchair, but you can write. Um, share, write down and share answers to the hardest questions in life. Put that in writing on your phone app create, you know, you could create a podcast, you could share what you've learned, um, record your inspiring stories. And, you know, there's all kinds of um, apps to make that, um, make that available to others. Cindy, and could I, could I answer your question about staying mentally strong? You yes. want to go to that one or? Yes, please okay. do. Colleen. Well, here's one I thought of, uh, I've been reading this book. This is a book. Uh, it, uh, my mom had this on the shelf all my growing up years. It's by Dale Carnegie called How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. Of course, it, this isn't the copy she had, but um, yeah. written in the 1940s. Have any of you ever heard of that book? Oh, I've, I've read almost everything at Dale Carnegie. Is yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and so you know where I'm going to be going with this. He, uh, surround yourself with positive people. Yes. Surround yourself with positive people. If you have a bunch of Debbie Downers in your family or around you, then they're, they're, we still love them, but don't let them bring you down. You just can't. Uh, this this uh, one of the little testimonials in here was a, a guy that had uh, he had stomach ulcers and he was miserable. This was during World War II. He had been a salesman, but then he had to go work in a factory, and he he realized it was. Uh, he was upset because he wasn't in the job he loved, which was sales. And so he he changed that. He went back to his old job and things started to change. But he, what he realized was, he said, you can catch positive, healthy attitudes just oh, yeah. from the people around you, just like you can catch bitterness and negativity mm -hmm. from the people yeah. around you. He said, I had always heard that. I had heard it dozens of times. But I had to learn, and he said, it's the most important lesson I have ever learned in my life. But he said, I had to learn it the hard way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't have to learn it the hard way. Find yeah. positive, 
forward thinking people. They mm -hmm. may make you feel a little intimidated uh -huh. because you're not used to that. Uh -huh. Things out there for you that are challenging to you, but stay with them because they, they're the ones that will help you. Mm hmm. Being around positive people. And that helps with what Dana was talking about, about self-talk. Right. Tim, you mm -hmm. talk to yourself yeah. as you talk to yourself, um, talk to yourself like someone you care about and someone that you love and someone that you want to have a bright future. Because, yeah. And, and hunt down. I used to write down five things every day that I was thankful for. And I do a lot of other journaling prompts now, but it taught my brain to look for it. Like, oh, there's number three. Oh, there's number five. I am looking for blessings to happen. And you know what? You find what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So great, great thoughts. Yeah. What about socially? We have a good comment oh, too. Karen Whitman says, pressing on with joy. Joy and positivity, always looking for ways to serve, will keep us vital. The Lord expects us to be useful until the end. Thank you. It's a good thought. Beautiful. She kind of wrapped up all of our thoughts yeah. into just a couple of sentences there. That's fantastic. So socially, so what can we do? Creative ideas about not isolating ourselves and uh, because that can be a natural inclination that's often seen on a practical level dana you want to start us off on that one um you know i would say if there's ever an isolationist it's me that's a natural tendency for me oh, really? um, i always always let and this is a joke but i say i really enjoy my own company and and that is something that I have to, that has to be a deliberate process for me to make certain that I am um, spending time with other Christians, that I am, am making, making sure I'm influencing other Christians. Mm -hmm. We had ladies Bible class on Tuesday, and that was one of the discussions that we talked about was that it, how important it is that we spend as Christians spend time together and, mm -hmm. and how easy it is for us to, and especially if we're, as we get older, as we don't feel as well, et cetera, et cetera, then, then you tend to just stay in and the mm -hmm. weather's cold, but you know, we can have someone come to our house. We can always get on the phone. We can, you know, we can text, we can Facebook, we can do all that. I don't do all that. But, but we need to make certain that we are spending time together. And I think an incredibly good way to spend time together is find ways to study with other people, whether it's, oh, the best. Whether it's things just like this, whether it's ladies' Bible classes, whether it's one-on-one -on -one study, but find, find someone to spend time with in God's word. That has mm -hmm. to be one of the best ways that we can keep ourselves alive and fresh and in the service of God. Mm -hmm. Just get it on the calendar, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I mean, I have certain things on my calendar and those are, you know, we have a ladies Bible class once, once a month on Tuesdays. That's, that's on the calendar. Mm -hmm. I have other other, you know, other social things and other studies that, that are on the calendar and those yeah. are a priority. And, 
and we can all do that, but we can all, we also need to, you know, and the Bible talks so much about hospitality mm-hmm. and that a Christian needs to participate in hospitality. And that's one of the requirements of an elder is that he's given to hospitality. Mm-hmm. You know, that is something that our culture is lacking in terribly. And that, I think that has that undercurrent of, of, of that lack of hospitality. We don't even know each other often in our own local congregations because we don't have each other in our homes and we don't go to each other's homes. And that's when you really get to know somebody. Get out the calendar, fill it up. Is it going to be every other Friday night? Is it going to be every Friday night? Is it going to be, yeah, just make a plan and carry it out. Right. Um, Isla, did you have anything you wanted to add on socially before we get Colleen's ideas? Um, I think it's really important as you age to make friends who are younger than you are. If all your friends are older, as they Uh begin to die, and again, I've known people, all my friends are dead. I, you know, but if you mm. make friends, whether hopefully in the congregation, but uh, if not that, in your community and uh, mm-hmm. in the larger uh, Lord's church, you know, I mean, there are always people you can connect with. That was that was one of the things that, that I think really helps a person to uh, ease that aging because you're you're you get younger in in mind i think because new mm-hmm. ideas and i hadn't thought about that i love that what do you think colleen you always have good practical ideas on this making sure that we that we age we ease the aging process when it comes to our social lives mm-hmm. well the experts tell us that we have to have we should have friends and, and then they then they'll prompt they'll say you know count up all your friends and then then they promptly say oh well it can't be family members have you ever read things like that <laughs> you know, to discount the family members and I you know I wouldn't go that far because I've got some great family members and they are smart people and they're they're really good confidants uh, but I I do think you know we we do need to find friends and i i love what isla said i was going to say that too oh. uh, so, so that was really good that you should have people that are younger you don't want them all to be the same age because they, they you could get to that age where they're all gone uh but what what would any of you suggest for like I, i'm thinking maybe it's the younger people that ought to try to make the relationship the friendship if, because if a an mm. older person is not uh socially strong then perhaps it's the younger people that could, should start start the ball rolling with developing a friendship. Yeah, I think, yeah, whoever reaches out first, um, that's great. But yeah, it's, it shouldn't all be on the older women. It, should, it could be on the younger women as well, as long as it happens one way or the other. Um, yeah, and just to be forthright with it. I mean, I think one thing I would throw out there, I know I've done this said this before meetup meetup.com if you're into no matter what hobby you have no matter how rare that hobby is if you go on meetup.com you'll find other people that like okay so it's crochet you all get together at the coffee shop and you meet all these people in your community who love to do what you love to do gardening hiking um there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds there's this list of interests and you just show up the whole community you just show up and we've done bible classes that way 
Um, yeah, we invite the whole community mm -hmm. and we show up. People show up from all kinds of backgrounds, religious backgrounds, and you just read the Bible together and see what happens. So well, I would throw I that think, out there. I think that's a really good point that we should each reach out to other people. If we're mm -hmm. younger, you don't want to have, you shouldn't just have relationships with people your age if you're a younger person mm -hmm. because you're missing that wisdom of older members of your congregation, of older sisters in Christ uh, that can help you, uh, could be a, a good friend to you. And on the other hand, you should reach to the younger children. I mean, if you're 16, there's somebody 12 who thinks you are the best. <laughs> you know, if you're 20, you know, I mean, just five years younger, but, but we should reach out to one another uh, to be mm -hmm. friends. I think that oftentimes I've seen with older people, they get much more judgmental and critical uh, mm. as they get, I don't, I hope it's not, I don't think it's a hundred percent, but I think that it is beneficial if as an older person, as, as we are aging, if we can be more supportive of what mm. we can be of uh, mm -hmm. and uh, just, you know, to, to tell somebody how they did something well um, mm, and mm -hmm. uh, the, the young women who are teaching classes or anytime I see a mother whose children are not pitching a fit or, you know, tearing up the place, I always say, oh, your children are wonderful. You're doing a good job. Uh, and, you know, just try to encourage because that makes such a difference with people. And I think it helps us to feel like that we're helping the next generation. One of our uh, viewers, Marcia says, we eventually hand over the padan to the younger people in our congregation. And, you know, we need to encourage them also. It's another way of serving, just that encouraging word. Mm -hmm. I needed that reminder, Isla. Yeah, to kind of get out of my own head and notice, notice, the things that are are a good example around us and yeah, encouraging the souls around us. Um, you know, one, of, one of the things that I try, not that I always successfully do it, but I try to remind myself when, you know, the young people, they dress funny, they, they do their hair funny, they don't even drink the same coffee as we drink, et cetera, et cetera. I try to remind myself I was raised in the 60s and very early 70s of what we looked like and what we dressed like and what <laughs> what we did. And I and I think as peculiar as younger people may appear to us, so did we. Mm. And 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 if they're not in sin, it just really doesn't matter. Mm, and we right. need to, we need to think about those things. Um, and we need to, we need, I know how I felt when I saw older people in the congregation, in the church, in the community, they don't want anything to do with me when I was younger, or I was intimidated by them, or I, I felt they were so above me. I should make certain that young people in my life never feel that way about me. Mm -hmm that that I love them just because they are who they are and mm -hmm. and we need you know 
as as you said, Isla, we need to not be so judgmental yeah. and we need to make certain we don't make younger people feel like maybe like I felt maybe you did it, but I often felt that way. Mm. Yeah. My well, friend Janice McDonald takes she chooses certain college students and I think it'd be good to look at your congregation who needs to spend some time with a godly influence. And so once a month, she she has it on her calendar that we do breakfast every, you know, first Saturday of the month. So it's just like an expected thing. And, and she's got two or three that she mentors like that. Colleen, did you have a comment? We have a comment written down okay. here. Uh, Karen, again, uh, which we appreciate your participation in the program tonight. She says, don't dwell on the negative, whether it's health or loneliness or politics. Everyone, no matter what their age, has negatives. And that is so true as, as you age. It seems like you can really uh, add up the negatives. But uh, don't be a Debbie Downer, uh, Karen goes on. Be a listener and an encourager. Others are attracted to a good listener with an uplifting attitude of encouragement. Mm -hmm. uh, and like uh, Dana was saying, so often things are different. It's kind of, it's strange to see somebody with their hair fixed different than what I'm used to. That doesn't mean it's bad. And and that doesn't mean you can't say, what a beautiful shade of blue. I mean, you know, so, <laughs> exactly. so you know, sometimes we're, we're so sure as my grandmother used to say, I wouldn't say anything except I know I'm right. And you know, she's <laughs> <laughs> so, so certain. Uh, not have that attitude. So. No. All right. So my next question for you, ladies, kind of gets more on a personal level. So we're going to rapid fire these. But what are some things that you hope to accomplish before you pass from this life to the next? In other words, these kind of bigger ways that you want to excel still more for the Lord. Colleen, what, what were your responses to this question? Well, my my plate is full of salvation tasks now. And so I don't see any lull in sight. Um, and I hope to always have a backlog of tasks yeah. until the, the end of my life. And like I was saying about Jesus, uh, his attitude was that serving the father was like eating. That's mm. that was yeah. gratifying to him, like eating. So I, I plan to use that as my standard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't really, I, I, that's probably not what you were looking for, but I really didn't have anything special to add. I'm, I'm like up to here in things to Got do. It. What kinds of things, Colleen, are you doing presently then? Cause I know you do a lot of public speaking out in a lot of workshops and things like that. Could you run past us some of the things as a, just, I'm asking just as an inspiration to the ladies that are kind of in our age range. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, for years and years, I, there were just not really many opportunities for women to speak. Uh, just here, a little here, there, and not really much. Now, there are so many opportunities like this one. Yeah. And there are lots of uh, meetings of women. And you can really, it's, it's really gratifying to see the women run these. They manage them. They, they're they're can-do kind of people. I love it. So I've been doing these and I tell people, especially people that are younger, but everybody get yourself ready. Don't yeah. say, Oh, well, I could never do that. Cause now there are opportunities. So just get going. 
get yeah. yourself ready so that when it's time, when somebody needs you, then you're ready to go. I teach kids Bible class. Mm -hmm. If you have not done that or you feel a little uncomfortable about, about starting that, there are ways to ease into that. And that's a, the perfect, perfect way to fulfill the Great Commission. You're, mm -hmm. you're, teaching, you're taking the gospel to people who have not obeyed the gospel yet. Absolutely. And, and if you don't aren't ready to maybe jump right in and be the teacher, you can ask to be an assistant. Maybe mm -hmm. that's a possibility. I'll make copies for you. Can I just sit in on class and kind of watch, see how it works, and then ease yourself into it? Uh, I, I produce training materials for the class. So that might be something that you could do. Mm -hmm. If you're mm -hmm. an artist or you're creative, you can make up mm -hmm. a game or something. I'm sure people would be happy for that. Mm -hmm. Those are things that, that just keep me covered up constantly. Mm -hmm. I've seen women that, um, Colleen, have taken the material that they've prepared locally and are making it available on a grander scale. So if you have put together Bible materials for any age level, um, fine tune it, go through it again um, and see if it's something that would be beneficial that really should be available to more people. Call One Stone Publishing. You can tell Andy Alexander that I sent you. Um, but if you've written uh, women's class materials, yeah, fine tune it, edit it and get it out there where it's gonna help the most amount of people for sure. Um, any, anyone else want to add anything to this, uh, what you're hoping to accomplish before you pass from this life on a higher level to the glory of God? I think just what? as uh, Colleen said, just keeping on. And, keeping uh, on. I'm blessed to be able to do several Zoom classes as well as this. And uh, Colleen, I, when I was principal of a, of a school, my, we did, they'd send us something from the central office. You have to do so and so, and and we the teachers would say we can't do that. And I said, of course we can't do that. We're not ready to do that, but we can do this. We can do this mm -hmm. part, this part. Mm -hmm. And on your yeah. point, Connie, I can't teach a class. Well, no, but you could help with the material. You could sit in. You could talk to one child. You could practice. And do what you can do. Don't um, mm -hmm. don't feel like because you can't do the whole big thing that you can't do anything. Um, I am, you know, I don't know what else that I want to do when my life ends. I just don't want my uh, when they speak about me. Oh, we're so sorry that she's gone. She always came to every service. I want it mm. to be, that's a good thing if that's all that, you know, that the Lord has blessed you to be able to do. But I want, I feel like the Lord has blessed me to be able to do more. And I just want to, mm -hmm. what do they say, rust out instead of wear out. So, <laughs> Amen. Um, I, Amen. I would encourage everybody, every woman uh, in the Lord's service, find the next thing you can do. Bring mm -hmm. value to your relationships, bring value to your congregation. Um, if you're not, you should be thinking not, oh, I'm so wonderful, everybody. Not, that's not what I mean, but bring some value to it. What do you bring? Are you the one who speaks to the people who come in and sit down and, and don't reach out to others? Are you the one that goes and reaches out to them? Uh, mm -hmm. Are you the one that says to that, kid that looks like nobody really likes me 
I like the way you've done so-and-so, or it's such a pleasure to have you here. You, to the older person who only is able to, to be at the worship services, you inspire me to be there. You know, when mm-hmm. you're there, mm-hmm. hey, I, I can keep going. And, and just, mm-hmm. you can't do the big thing. If you can't, you can't, but do the little thing working up to the big thing, you know, mm-hmm. so. Let, let me just add something here. I, I I love to write, and and that is one of the things I wrote. I have three books left that I that I have in my head wow. that I want to write. Oh yeah, um, be three more at least. Three more at least. But with that said, there are a lot of young ladies out here, younger than far younger than me that are good writers and mm-hmm. i know that and so i'm saying to you write because yes. we need that yes. and mm-hmm. and you know we are aging and we are nearing the end of our lives but you're not mm-hmm. and and you you know I look back at ladies Bible class material and for many years, there just hasn't been much available except what ladies that wrote in the fifties and sixties. And as, and that material, I I know it's, it's, it's good material. It's biblical and so on and so forth, but it's old fashioned. And you know what I'm saying? Well, so is my writing going to be old fashioned someday. And I and I think we we as 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 sisters in Christ, we have a lot of opportunities to write and and publishing is very accessible. You know, Cindy said, call Andy Alexander at at One Stone. That's a great place. Mine are mine books are published through Spirit Building and there are other there are other ways and. I just encourage if you have that ability, please do it because there's yeah. a need. There's mm-hmm. a need. Well, and you know, think and and publishing in the written form in a book is fabulous. It's not the only way. No, you know, exactly. Blogs, vlogs uh, like exactly. this. Exactly. And we've there's, got young ladies who are doing that, and I, yes. you know. That is not my forte. I'm not interested in doing a blog. But but I know some people are very good at that and and yeah, we, and yeah. just we we need to figure out where 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 we can do that. But I know that I know some young ladies who have have written books and they just they won't get them published because well nobody'll want to read them. Well, hmm. you don't know that. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. and Dana, what are some topics that you would recommend if someone was thinking about writing a book or do you see some topics that are needed? Um, I, I, I feel like we need some topics. We need some material on, um, oh, how do I want to say this? Purity, dating and marriage, 
the, the same old topics, but but in a fresh voice. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And I might, you know, I might situational things. I'm sorry, okay. what were you saying, Cindy? I might plug at this moment Sarah Gentry's podcast, right? Yep. Sarah Gentry is a young woman in her early 20s who is creating podcasts, I think along with a younger sister now, on the topic of purity. And so, yes, when when the 20 and 30 year olds, if they will encourage their generation exactly. about all the benefits of honoring God's laws and principles on that topic, exactly. yeah, they can put it in a fresh way. Um, I mean, a lot of, no matter who speaks it, I mean, that is timeless, very timeless. Um, and what a life timeless, but at the same time, I'm going to address it in a different way than a 20 year old is going to address it. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that is, you know, Mm -hmm. my daughter's 45 and, and when, when she speaks and when she writes stuff, it is very different from when I speak and when I write. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like that I can reach a broad spectrum of ladies, but I'm not naive enough to think that it's not mm-hmm. limited. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I encourage people, young women, younger mm-hmm. women to, you know, we need to prepare ourselves, but that is something you can do and you can, if, if you've got that ability, I encourage you to use it. And it I think, Colleen, your question, I, I would love to see some younger women uh, writing, especially about how women can evangelize. Obviously, mm. I'm not public speaking, you know, in a mixed assembly. But how can, can young women at school, you know, college, early you know, married life or in a working situation, mothers with children, what are some ways that they can, some opportunities they can take and evangelize? Uh, and because, you know, the ways that we would think of as older women are not available or, exactly. you know, they're just, they're date, it's just dated information. That's the word, and yeah. That would be really good information to encourage everybody uh, to evangelize in this new age. Mm-hmm. Well, I really, really appreciate all of these wonderful, wonderful thoughts that you all have shared tonight on this topic of aging and death, um, all things to the glory of God, even when it comes to aging and death. And so we can look at those two realities with complete confidence um, we can be fruitful to the very, very end and glorify God to the very, very end. There's a beautiful, beautiful verse that I wanted to conclude with tonight. And that is Isaiah 40, 46, 4, where God says, even in your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you, unquote. So we'd all do well to just visualize ourselves being sustained and rescued by God. I mean, even in our old age, when we can, if we get to the point at the very, very end where we can no longer move, we will be carried by him. So let's have complete confidence 
um, about this very, very natural experience that God has planned for each and every one of us. Isla, you got some last minute announcements for us? Um, next week, uh, you and I are going to be talking about gifts and uh, mm -hmm. not you know, physical gifts specifically, but uh, some some gifts that uh, we're excited about or have had been happy with that we feel like the Lord has given us that we can give to others. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we're, we're looking, I'm looking forward to just sitting down with you to talk and yes, about that. Yes, just the two of us. <laughs> yep. Uh, in the meantime, uh, and we thank so much, Colleen and Dana, for oh, being yeah. with us. Thank and, you. Um, thank you. We really, we really have enjoyed it and look forward to, in 2023, spending more time with you all. Thank you for being with us. Um, in the meantime, be sure to watch uh, Answering Religious Error on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Uh, and uh, Wednesdays at noon, Bible questions and answered for you. Uh, be sure to tune in to that program. And then each day, Monday through Friday, to uh, the Daily Answer podcast, uh, we encourage you to do all of those things so that you can continue uh, studying God's Word and, and getting stronger and just um, more righteous in His sight. And we appreciate so much all of you uh, being with us uh, this evening, and uh, we will say good night. Good night. Bye.